Welcome to this podcast. Here we discuss introspection, being, development, and all the good stuff. I'm going to make an assertion that poetry is the highest form of creative arts. And I want to explore multiple fronts in that in that department and find the plus and minuses in each to um, conclude with that assertion. Okay, so let's begin with the most uh, profound and most uh, transparent of the arts, which is movies. Now, I want to isolate that into a specific category, meaning only movies and not TV shows and not other forms of video and entertainment other than movies because well it's very hard to create 10 paintings of the same expression equally as hard to to 20 or 30 so having multiple episodes or um, underdeveloped pieces of art even though they are creations, they're not necessarily relevant to the art, creative arts conversation. Although, obviously, it's a creative endeavor to create a TV show. Although, a movie, each frame is deeply developed. And a person puts, the director specifically puts their persona in that expression so that the viewer really experiences a piece of art. And it's taken seriously, and so it is serious. I remember uh, watching one of Peterson's um, analysis on Pinocchio, the I think the 1950 around uh, uh, Disney's Pinocchio, and going through frame by frame and realizing the profundity in each expression. And he made the case that it's because they actually had to draw each scene in the early days of animation. And so everything was extremely specific. You were actually watching an unfolding piece of thousands of expressions of art. But in the same sense, nowadays, with great movies, you're going to have that same investment. Though it's not going to be painted, it's going to be, it's going to be experienced in the and the editing office, and the and the sound um, design, and in so many different arenas, to create a final product that really is can be called a piece of art. Okay, so let's stick to that in the world of video entertainment. So, what are the pluses? Well, movies have brought art into movies is like the porn of art. It's it's so extreme in its expression that you become the piece of art. While one is looking at a piece of art, they need to engage in some sort of dialogue with that piece of art. The movie already brings you into that dialogue because of the the potency of of the experience. It's like you're there. It's real time because of the moving frames, because of the human dynamics. There's so many things that make it 
so relatable that one enters into the space of being in that piece of art. So in that sense, I think movies does trump every other notion of art because the engagement is so deep and so real that nothing else can compare. So, why why don't we conclude that movies is the highest form of art, creative arts? Well, in the director's experience, in the in the painting of the movie, in the subjective director's chair, it might be as profound of an experience. But we're, we're always seeing it as, we want to see it as the viewer, as the objective viewer. And so the one problem with movies I highlighted a minute ago is that it's like the porn of art. And what makes porn so different than art is that it's too engageable. It's too much. It's too much information. It's too much experience. So... One either overly engages, which is part of the marketing of porn, and the other is one um, doesn't want to engage at all because it's too much information. But usually there is no arena where one would engage adequately in such a high level of potency and relate that information back in a, a very uh, dynamical, healthy way okay so this is the problem with movies and it's something i've heard directors are self-conscious about which is them the viewer viewing the movie as just pure entertainment like you enter it and then you leave and you go back to your life as opposed to being a piece of art that you get to introspect about and there's this movement recently of creating these crazy endings so that it forces one, meaning the self-consciousness of the director is becoming more conscious, and it forces the viewer to really explore what that movie meant to them, which is what art is supposed to do. It's not supposed to be this thing that you overly engage in where there is no experience of integration with selfhood, and it's also supposed to engage at some level. Okay, so... Movies, the weakness is that it becomes so, uh, it's so potent that it, it loses the integration conversation. Okay, so that's the weakness. And we talked about the strength that it does have the potency to grab you like no other. Let's move from that for a second. Let's go to another form of creative arts like music. Okay, so music has become extremely popular in the sense of People really like and enjoy music. And I could imagine generations where it wasn't like this. And there's this almost obsession with music. And a lot of it has to do with lyrical vocals and um, painful expressions, the painful highs and the melody. Like um, a lot of the pop songs, they're, they're, there's these high, almost scream in the in the in the epitome of the chorus that really grabs people. Okay, so it's another form of art. Okay, so what's the strength? 
of of music. Okay, so music is music doesn't require you to engage um, like a movie. You don't have to stop your life in order to experience the movie. You you can continue your thoughts. You could continue your movements and still enjoy a piece of music. In fact, just sitting and experiencing a piece of music without engaging in other things um, degrades the experience of the music because music is very much the rhythm of life. So you want to like dance with life as you're dancing with the music so that there's this real experience of music. Okay, so the strength is that it it taps into life itself as opposed to one needing to integrate into into the music. It's just it's it it could be the background music. Know that it's the background. There's no such thing as a background movie or background piece of art. The music becomes is is at best when it's backgrounds. When it backgrounds it's it's a great um background to to life and it adds to life. Okay, so that's the strength of music. The weakness of music is that it stays too much in the background where it's not highlighting more experience of one's life. And this has a lot to do with the amount, the quantity of music that one consumes. If one listens to hours of music a day, there's no way that that listening is creating some sort of harmony in their personal life because of the of the fact that it stays so much in the background. Now you might say that one that puts it in the air and and goes to work every day listening to to new music would be experiencing it very profoundly, but in fact because they're so used to hearing the music and music is essentially all the same in its and its form of art. Um, it it stays very much in the background. It doesn't integrate into the into the experience of one's day. So music's potent weakness is the fact that it's only good in 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 intervals and in, in short bursts, because the second it's too it's it's overused, overconsumed, and this this pertains to movies as well, um, or any art. But especially with music, it loses its potency and it stays too much in the background and it's not dancing with life. And one would notice this if they take a hiatus from, from music for, for a, a certain duration of time and then return to the music. They'll notice the first song they listen to is really dancing with life. Then the second one loses it and the third one is already gone. So you see right away that the music the music the weakness of music okay so that's that's that okay so we've discussed movies and we've discussed um, the creative arts and music um there's other creative arts uh, there's um comedic like uh comedy which yeah it explores laughter explores the the irony of life and there's something creative about that, although it's not it's not it's not potent enough to, for our conversation. And then there's um, actual art. So let's go to art itself. Okay, the weakness of art itself, and 
it's quite understandable is that the fact that it doesn't it's not potent you have to really engage in the art you have to sit there and explore it it doesn't grab you and sometimes one would say that the art grabs them but that's because they've learned the art of integrating art with themselves but art there has to be this like one has to bring themselves to the art as opposed to the art bringing movies is the opposite of that movies brings itself to you the art one needs to bring themselves to the art okay so it's not potent but at the same time art different than movies it it encompasses a lot in a little information while well, the movie needs a duration of an hour and a half for the full experience of the piece of art, the art is 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 that hour and a half compressed in a single image. And so its strength is the fact that we don't get distracted like we do in a movie. And you can imagine a great movie with a person that's somewhat distracted and 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 the potency is gone and the, the relevance and the the art aspect of it's gone but with a piece of art as long as someone's in continuous dialogue with the piece of art there will be a profound experience now as with music and and with any other art too much art loses the taste of art but i think that there is a protection in art because of the fact that it's very um compacted into a single image the mere fact of exploring the art and bringing oneself to the art demands even if they've seen a hundred pieces of art before that demands oneself to experience the piece of art in a profound way okay so those are the strengths and weaknesses i think of art okay so now let's move to fictional writing I'm not going to talk about nonfiction because that's it's creative arts, but in, in the realm of ideas and it moves to a separate category than art. But fiction writing, I would say, is another form of art. It is another form of art. And its strength, well, its weakness, I'll talk about its weakness because you see this a lot with avid book lovers, is the fact that they're avid book lovers. The immersion of oneself into a single book is so intense. It's it's like watching a hundred movies. It's so descriptive, and because they're they have to bring themselves to the book as opposed to the movie that brings itself to you. There is this continuous experience through the book, and there's the use of one's own imagination. There is there's an immersion element to it, so that you can imagine out of all the arts, one would have to distance themselves from the world most when reading a book, because you really create a new world for yourself, and that is the weakness as well, which is that the book lover, right? The fact that they're immersing, immersing themselves so much in the book and enters, they enter a new world means that the probability of them using that new world and bringing it into their old world is very slim. It's very near because it's so new and there's so much information and it's such a new experience for oneself 
that when they get out of the book, they finish the last page and they go to their life, it's very difficult to drag that new world with them. In fact, the fact they, that they were willing to spend three, four hours entering a, in a world of, of imagination means that they don't have like their own imaginative powers and their their own life that will counteract and become come in conversation with the experience of the book because if they did then they would want to constantly walk away from the book and enter themselves which is why book lovers are not using i don't know all book lovers but the idea of just reading book book after book of nonfic uh, of fiction means that it doesn't get integrated well into selfhood and that's the purpose of art where the art brings out one's experiences and if if the it's it's like anything it's like it becomes a piece of entertainment like a movie but more so because the sec the, the immersion of a book is even more intense than a movie so the probability of bringing back to life is is very slim now so how do, how does one approach a, uh, the art of books, which is a slow process? It's a couple pages here, it's a dialogue here, and it's th that integration. But to constantly go into the book, it, it would be very difficult to integrate. And so the weakness of the book is the integration itself is very difficult. And the strength of the book is that it's a very deep exploration of imaginative um, worlds so if one wants to explore good dialogue in their life there's no better way than going to a real classic book that talks that 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 explores that type of dialogue that dynamic and they could they could understand dialogue in their own life but rarely is someone able to just integrate that deep dialogue that they've experienced in the book into their real life because of how immersive the experience is and how difficult it is to drag it back to life. Okay, so those are a couple of the arts. Now, let's go to the what I think is the highest level of art, which I said which was poetry. Okay, so what is the strength of poetry? Well, the strength of poetry is like the painting. It captures the image in one single verse. It's compressed. A line of poetry could be 10 pages in a book. It really has so much information. And the author of the poet is, is, is cognizant of that the entire time. And extra words are not there. It also has the strength of music because of the rhythm. Poetry brings rhythm. So it's giving you a dance of life itself. It also has the strength of movies because poetry um, is potent. If okay, so it doesn't have the the great strength of movies, but it's it's definitely glaring. So that one doesn't need to bring so much of themselves to read a piece of poetry. Granted, somewhat of themselves they have to bring, but the poetry reciprocates and brings a little bit of themselves so that it's not like a, 
a piece of art where one really needs to bring themselves. Um, this could be debatable. One might say the art, but okay, this is my own experience. It depends on how you see life and words and, and pictures. Um, what are the weaknesses of poetry? Well, one is that one doesn't bring themselves to the words. Okay, so then there's no experience. It's almost like, oh, those are just more words, more ideas. And I think in my own educational experience, you know, when you're taught poetry for the first time, you're, you're not appreciating it because you're not really taught how to bring yourself to it because you're young and you don't know what yourself is and what it means to bring yourself and whatnot. So it's understandable why a youngster wouldn't get poetry. Okay, so what are more of its strengths? And why do I think that it's the best of the bunch? Well, because it captures movie-like um, descriptions of life, deep pictures of life. As well, it captures the rhythm and the dance of life. And it also captures deep ideas as well, where sometimes movies will lack because they're not giving you the idea. You have to figure it out, and sometimes you don't figure it out. Poetry brings it to you more. Um, the one weakness, and we mentioned, is that one won't be able to, if one doesn't bring themselves to it, they won't experience it. Now, I think that that weakness is small because of the fact that poetry itself is glaring. Okay, so I think that the weaknesses don't outweigh the strengths. And so the strengths of poetry really cover a lot of ground and could bring about one's experience of self very strongly. And also, there's another aspect. You don't get to, you don't overstimulate yourself in poetry. It's not like a book. Okay, that's another protective edge of poetry. It's not like a movie or a book where one will get stuck in the the experience, the experience of the entertainment and not integrate it with selfhood. Poetry, you don't get too stuck in it. it it's um, clenches so much so that you're like too in the poetry that it doesn't relate back to life. It's almost like there's a mechanism there. I think it has to do with the words, words as opposed to pictures, which prevents one from getting stuck in a piece of poetry. It's like you wouldn't find a person that's like loves a poem so much that they can't really, um, that they don't bring it back to life. It's like, oh, you, they love the poem and then all of a sudden it relates to their life. In loving the poem, life becomes a reality. It's like you can't love poetry unless it's really integrating to your life. So poetry really offers the integration. Poetry almost demands integration in its in its fundamentals. While movies could be turned into a porn-like entertainment and paintings 
demand too much of oneself to bring them into the painting. And music, um, music gets stale really fast. It gets into the background. And so poetry and books is just too, it's too immersive. Poetry demands integration by just experiencing it. You won't get too immersive in the experience. And you don't need to bring too much of yourself. And it has it encompasses great ideas. So that's why I think that poetry is the highest level of creative arts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.